On this episode of the Nationwide Real Estate Mastery Podcast, we set out with Brett Schwartz to uncover the benefits of buying real estate through the Deferred Sales Trust versus a 1031 exchange. Welcome to the Nationwide Real Estate Mastery Podcast, where we provide actionable steps to help you get your first or next real estate deal. Now, during this episode, you'll discover the benefits of buying real estate through the Deferred Sales Trust versus a 1031 exchange. For those of you who are new to the show, my name is Sean Young, today's host, and I love all things real estate. Now, before I introduce you to our incredible guest speaker today, I want to make a request that if at any point during the show you like what you're hearing, please give us a thumbs up or subscribe to the show so that you don't miss an episode. And make sure to take a look in the description of this episode as we've packed it with thousands of dollars in free resources. Now today, we have the privilege to learn from a man who has done over $500 million in real estate transactions. Now prior to his career in real estate, he was a college basketball player. But all that changed when he decided to go all in to help others unlock capital gains tax freedom, not using a 1031 exchange. I would describe our next guest as someone who is relentlessly determined. I want to introduce you all to the one, the only, Brett Schwartz. Brett, thanks for being a guest on today's show. Sean Young, excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. This is going to be awesome. So, Brett, can you briefly give our listeners a little bit of background about yourself and you know where you're from? Yes. So I grew up originally in uh, Taxifornia, the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, uh, Fremont Mission, San Jose. I spent a lot of time also in uh, Sacramento, Roseville, Rockland, Placer County, for those who might know Northern California. Um, grew up loving real estate, building real estate with my mom and my dad and being in cash flow and rentals for from a young age, learning how to take something from start to finish and then see the cash flow and see the appreciation, the ability to sell. Uh, and then fast forward, had a chance to go to college and study and practice some um, business as well as some real estate. And from there, uh, Marcus and Millichap was uh, the the choice of, of kind of uh, launching into my commercial real estate multifamily career as a broker, as an agent at the time. And uh, learn how to do underwriting and IRRs and cash flow and and really just help people solve problems um, when it comes to building wealth and and uh, that was uh, kind of the beginning of the of the journey into where we're at today with how we help people get more freedom and more flexibility with their wealth when they when they go to exit highly appreciated businesses or other assets. Nice, nice. Uh, highly important things um, when you are trying to take your business to the next level for sure. So, Brett, before we dive into the benefits of buying you know, real estate through deferred sales trust versus a 1031 exchange, you contribute a lot of your success to your ability to work great with others. You know, why do you think this has played such a huge role in your success? Yeah, you know, I think it's, you know, first of all, um, just learning from amazing people growing up and amazing basketball coaches, football coaches, baseball coaches, and amazing youth pastors and uh, older cousins and brothers and brother and uh had an opportunity just to learn from a lot of people. Um, I was one of about nine cousins that were all kind of like brothers. I was one of the younger ones. And so learned how to just work well, I guess, on teams and uh, connect with people and try to serve at a high level. Um, learning my strengths at a young age and being bold and being a leader and, and leading and helping other people succeed. And 
I just, I, I played basketball as a good analogy. I've always loved, you know, scoring the bucket, but I also just as much or love more passing the ball and having, helping someone else to succeed and score, you know, score and, uh, and, and do really well. Um, so I would say those, those things have just kind of always been natural since I just grew up in, you know, sports with, with friends and, 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 and playing well together now just serves well to help more people. That is awesome, brother. That is awesome. So you definitely understand the team concept and helping others, which is huge. Uh, we, we, what's one thing that we do learn here is that when we start taking our careers to a particular level, the only way to continue to grow is by helping others. So you've got that nailed down for sure. Brett, let's go ahead and dive right into the benefits of buying real estate through the Deferred Tax Sales Trust versus a 1031 exchange. But first, let's start by explaining what a DST or Deferred Sales Trust is and the benefits. And then let's go into the 1031 exchange and exactly how to use them. Yes. Uh, simple answer for the Deferred Sales Trust. It's just a way for you to defer capital gains tax on the sale of any asset of any kind, crypto, business, real estate, commercial, primary home, uh, stock. And instead of taking uh, all of the you know proceeds at closing and paying a bunch of tax, mm-hmm. you can defer it by putting it into a deferred sales trust and carrying paper. In other words, becoming a lender to this trust and receiving t- uh, uh, income or, or distributions over time, repayments over time. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that allows you to pay tax slowly over time. It's kind of like an IRA, kind of like a 401k. It's kind of like a 1031 exchange, except it's a whole lot more flexible than uh, the traditional ways that people tend to know how to exit and defer tax. Uh, absolutely. This is not a, a method or a strategy that I hear talked about a lot. Uh, that, that's for sure. So can you go into now uh, like the 1031 exchange? Sure. A 1031 exchange is a way for you to defer capital gains tax and not receive proceeds at the close of an investment real estate property. It only works for investment real estate. And the key here is you have to sell and you have to move the funds to a qualified intermediary, which holds the funds for a period of time, typically 45 to 180 days, mm-hmm. until you find another property to buy with those proceeds. And it's a great way for you to grow wealth and deferred capital gains tax and depreciation recapture. It also can help you maintain what's called the stepped-up basis, which is a great way to pass uh, your assets to your children or heirs capital gains tax-free and that they can sell at a higher, at a brand new basis. And so those are great if you can find the property and the deals make sense. And I love 1031 exchanges and a lot of those with clients over the years. But one of the downsides is sometimes you're in the shotgun wedding, Sean, where you're feeling, you're basically buying a property that you wouldn't want to buy. In other words, interest rates are influxed, you know, above cap rates mm-hmm. where you're having to borrow more than the cap rate, which is what we're seeing right now. And it's part of what we saw in the 2008 crap before the crash, um, mm-hmm. in 07, 08, where people were overpaying for properties and they were getting hammered and you know wiped out. Um, that's part of why I started where we're at today is because people wanted more freedom and flexibility, not to have to let the tax tail wag the investment dog. And let alone the 1031 change doesn't work for primary homes, cryptocurrency, business sales. A lot of our entrepreneurial clients want to exit those other assets and move into real estate. And the 1031 just doesn't solve that, whereas the Deferred Sales Trust does, which is a nice way to, to have some freedom. So with the 1031 exchange, uh, can you go in, just di- go in a little deeper on what the buying criteria is? Like, okay, so if I sold a, a property for 500K, what could you explain to me what the next property pricing point would have to be? It's always equal or greater value, and you have to also replace equal or greater debt. So if I sold a property for 500000 and I had 100000 of debt, mm-hmm. as long as you buy the next property for 500000 and take on at least 100000 of debt, 
you should be in a 100% tax deferral state. Got it. Got it. Thank you so much. I know a lot of our, our listeners out there are, are, are needing to hear that information because they hear these words or, or terms thrown around a lot, but there's not a lot of explanation given to them. So thank you so much for breaking that down. Now, guys, if at any point during the show you like what you're hearing, make sure you give us a thumbs up or subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. It's your engagement that drives us to keep this doing for the community for free. So, Brett, what does your organization look like today? Like, what, what do you guys, how do you run your business? Yeah, there's really four quadrants to every single business. And we really focus on these areas and having experts in each part. So the first part is the attract the second part is the convert. And the next part is the deliver. And the last part is the collect. Okay. And as soon as you can start to break down and have experts in each area, that helps you to um, provide a higher level of what we call delivering wow for clients, customers. And so, for example, part of what uh, my primary role here at Capital Gains Tax Services as the founder and CEO um, is to be the attract, right? The create the content to um, educate, um, to speak at conferences, to be on podcasts like this, to have the YouTube channel, to to write. We have a new book that's coming out here with Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. And this is all about you know the front end and really bringing people in, getting their attention and, and, and keeping their curiosity and opening up their minds to what's actually possible, a vision for their wealth plan when they're exiting. Mm -hmm. The next part has to do with convert. And this has to do with actually diving into the details. And this is where my business partner um, uh, is a, a, a law firm that does the tax is a tax attorney where we're going to take the x-ray of the entire deal of your particular deal and find out if the deferred sales trust or, or maybe a 1031 exchange or a Delaware statutory trust or an opportunity zone or a donor advised fund. You know, there might be a few other solutions that might be better fit for you. But we're going to basically dissect along with the tax attorney really in the detail mm -hmm. to find out which one's the best fit for you. It's part of the conversion. I mean, conversion is not so much sales as it is just seeing if it's the right fit for what you're trying to do, right? Where you're trying to go. Everyone has a B where they're trying to be and A is where they're at. And we want to try to connect those two to see if we're, we're the right fit for you and you're the right fit for us. And the last one is just deliver, actually executing on the plan, executing not only the tax deferral plan, mm -hmm. but executing on the actual um, investment itself, post-close where the investments can go. The deferred sales trust, you can go into investment real estate, businesses, cryptocurrency, stocks. You can dollar cost average. You can be patient. There's no timing restriction, which is really nice. So it's a whole part of delivering. And this is part of the team aspect, right? Mm -hmm. We're working with a financial advisor, right? We're working with commercial real estate operators and syndicators. We're working with um, you know brokers. And we're working to, to, to make sure this money you know actually starts to work and move. And the last one has to do with collect. We got to get paid, right? So we're going to go ask and make sure we have everything clearly laid out to be able to get paid. So we have team members in each part of these these areas in these zones, and um, and that all, that always always means you're constantly building systems and processes and improving these every single day, so that it can, you can deliver the wow for the client and you can make sure that you're executing on a high level. Nice, nice. So let me ask you this: Is your service something that um, when should someone reach out to you? What, what, at what stage is it? You know, does it make sense for someone in their real estate, you know, career to start to, to consider all these factors? Yeah, the answer is before you sell an asset, right? And even, in fact, ideally, even before you list an asset. So we're brokers as well, mm -hmm. and so we help people buy and sell uh, real estate all across the country. Luxury real estate, multifamily brokerage uh, are their main are our main two. And so as a part of that, you got to make sure that you're working with a team that can help you execute this tax deferral plan, which means you need to set it up prior to 
the uh, escrow closing for sure, and also prior to the buyer removing all contingencies, unless you're in a 1031 exchange and you're working with us, we have a 1031 rescue plan where you work with us and our, and our, and our strategic alliance who's a qualified intermediary to give you all the options for your 1031. And uh, so the key is pre-plan your exit, mm-hmm. have a mindset of tax flow versus just cash flow. Most of us, you know, before we know about other strategies, especially if we're only used to the 1031 exchange, we're simply just thinking cash flow, and you really got to plan your exit plan and look at your options. This is part of why we also work at a no-cost, no-obligation basis. We give people the chance to just look at everything, and if they don't use the DST, no problem. They don't pay us on the DST. If they end up using the 1031, excellent. We'll give you a high five for finding that deal, but you want to pre-plan your exit so that you're not working with an escrow agent, a qualified intermediary, or a real estate agent. You either don't know about the deferred sales trust, or worse, they don't want you to know, right? Because they want to keep you in this 1031 race where they get paid. And I get it. Like I'm a broker. I love getting paid on 1031s and doing in commission deals, but I hate it when it doesn't uh, uh, serve my client at the high level. It doesn't give them what they truly want, which we like to say there's about 10 freedoms that the Deferred Sales Trust can give you, typically that no other strategy can give you. At least they can give you a couple of those, but not all 10. And when you understand that, it unlocks this transformation for you. So it starts with having a tax flow mindset. It starts with um, understanding your timeline for your deal. And then it moves into the execution with the best team to help you to help you uh, actually achieve what you're trying to do. Nice, nice. Do you have, do you know those 10 freedoms off the top of your head? Like, do you have those that we could share yeah. with our audience? Yeah, we can start with number one. It's a 1031 exchange freedom. You never feel trapped by the 1031 and a seller who will not negotiate with you because they feel like they have you right where they want you. You're going to pay millions of tax and they're not going to negotiate a single thing, even though the deal is, is has a lot of hair on the deal, right? So number one would be 1031 exchange freedom. Number two would be estate tax freedom. We can eliminate the estate tax 40% without giving away to charity, buying life insurance, or having a bunch of 50 kids to try to gift it all away. Uh, the next one would be just your time time freedom, right? So we have business owners who are selling their businesses and their time and their energy is so tied up in that business, yet they have Huge amount of capital gains tax. We did a $2.6 million deal for a client um, named Shay. He said he shared, he shared his whole his whole story on YouTube for with, with me. And he said, Brett, I, I didn't have the time and energy freedom that I wanted with my business. And and moves into the next one, you want partnership freedom. The 1031 exchange doesn't allow you typically to get out of partnerships. And so with this, we are able to get out of partnerships, which leads into the next one, which is entrepreneurial freedom. Some clients, just like Shay, want the ability to start a new business venture without having to take on a bunch of debt or venture capital or get other private equity to come in. Mm-hmm. He used the trust to partner with him to be able to have entrepreneurial freedom on his new business. What was his new business? Well, it was one of our favorite. It was multifamily investing, and it was ground-up development in Tennessee. So he's able to use the capital that was tax-deferred to fund the business project, right? Uh, the next one would be just location freedom. We have a client in Palo Alto, California. He had six kids a house near uh, Stanford University, University Avenue. He's selling for $8 million. He's like, Brett, my kids are all gone. I have this huge house and it doesn't qualify for a 1031. I have all this debt. I also don't even want to try to move out and do an exchange because I take on a bunch of debt. Because mm-hmm. I want to be debt-free and I want my location freedom to happen. Mm-hmm. And so these are two more for your freedoms, right? So he's able to sell, defer all of the capital gains tax, pay off all of his debt, and then achieve a new location, which was Nevada, which a lot of people do in California these days. They're moving out to new states that are more tax-friendly, mm-hmm. right? And so you have debt freedom there. You have location freedom. You have 1031 freedom. And then also it's part of his retirement freedom, right? 
he's moving from being like an actor. He was one of the number one realtors in Palo Alto for like 25 years, selling about $100 million a year. He moved from that to, oh my gosh, I can get out of this and not have to be so strapped by by my house. That's that's really become a burden now because of the debt and because of the tax I have to pay if I sell. Um, I think that's probably like eight or nine. I would say the next one yep. would be um, the ability to get a new depreciation schedule. Okay, so one of the more reasons to own real estate, Sean, as we as, as as a reminder for you and for others, is for the depreciation to offset the cash flow. We call this tax flow, right? You want to focus on increasing your tax flow, your depreciation, your ability to get lost with your cash flow so that you can wipe out in a certain year. Well, guess what? You own multifamily for 27 and a half years, you're looking at a no depreciation schedule, zero. If you do a 1031, that old depreciation schedule travels with you, which is bad. So you want a new depreciation schedule? Guess what? You can, instead of buying that property in a 1031, you can stop in the deferred sales trust, partner with the trust and buy that same property you would have bought. But guess what? You get a brand new depreciation schedule. Now you get up to about 80% of it the way we structure it. Mm-hmm. But this is really powerful because then your cash flow can come in and it can be offset with this tax flow depreciation that's built up. So I don't know how many that is. Is that nine or 10? Yeah, I mean, man, you've you've rattled off some great, great benefits for sure. 10 great freedoms. I'm for sure you gave us 10 there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds like you could have kept giving us more, which is awesome. That That's phenomenal. This is great stuff, guys. Um, I know a lot of folks out here are wanting to get into real estate or they're just wanting to, you know, be an entrepreneur. And it, and if you guys are, are wanting, again, to protect your assets, protect your money, keep more of it than you're giving to the government. Brett's the guy. It sounds like for sure he knows what he's doing. Um, he's got a book back there, like he said, that he, he's he's um, going to be releasing extremely soon called Building uh, a Capital Gains Tax Exit Plan. And guys, make sure you check that out. I'm sure it'll be available at all book outlets where books are available. And now, Brett, when is that book going to be released? Yeah, we're about 21 days out. We're literally on the final, final. In fact, this this cover, you'll see like it's, um, it says not for resale because this is still the draft one. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll have my full face here. It'll be all crossed out. But this is the final. I'm making literally the final edits right now. We're sending it out. But yeah, it's a nice book. Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank's in the book. We have some other uh, multifamily syndicators, financial advisors. And it's really all about unlocking your ideal wealth plan when selling assets of any kind for yourself or for your clients. And so you're going to want to pick it up because it's going to equip you to help you create and preserve more wealth and or help your clients to uh, to create and preserve more wealth, which can help you to grow your business. 100%, man. I love it. I'll definitely be grabbing a copy as soon as it's available. And I'll make sure that we put a link in the description of this video as well. So when it does become available, our audience can grab that also. So let me ask you, Brett, what do you think your life would be like if you never found real estate and you were still playing basketball? Oh man, if I was still playing basketball, that means I was getting paid. Indeed, right? You, you might and, be in the NBA or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, we're playing overseas or something, right? So yeah. and making making stuff. So I mean, it, it's a great question, right? So um, I'm married now. I've uh, mm-hmm. been married for years, uh, 13 years in a row, Congrats. and uh, working on 14. Our oldest is 12. Our youngest is four. We have five children, and we split time between Taxifornia about 49 percent of the time and St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, we homeschool our kids, and uh, we're very intentional about family and time together. We're trying to spend a thousand days in a hundred different locations with our kids before they're eighteen. And so, I think my life would be a lot different in that. Perhaps I would, um, you know, be doing something. I mean, I don't know that I could have really kept playing basketball. So at a certain point, I, I'd have to go get a real job. But I think the real job would have been more of the W two. And by the way, between my journey of Marcus and Millichap to where I'm at now, I had. I had the W-2s. I had the sales jobs. I had to go Cheesecake Factory nights and weekends 
in 80 hours a week working at Marcus and Millichap negotiating with banks and then, you know, keeping the lights on with, with our new baby at home, living with my brother in a small condo. So you, I say the success now, but before it was literally zero and debt and challenge and like, you know, having my wife, you know, believe in our entrepreneurial journey here and then doing side, not even side hustles, like side careers where I'm, I'm cold calling people on my way to a medical hospital because I'm selling medical equipment, mm-hmm. right? And I'm doing both gigs. And at one point, my my commissions are out exceeding what I'm making here. And it's just like, it all kind of came back after the 08, you know, it took about four years to really come back from my clients in 08 to about 2012 to start to pick up again. These are all the things that I would say, um, who knows what the journey would be. Uh, I'm just grateful that um, I went through some of the challenges and we're on the other side. And I think these challenges are really the opportunity to help people because without going through that pain and that struggle and seeing the, you know, really the blood in the streets in Sacramento for people who bought and sold high mm-hmm. and uh, and didn't even sell high, just paid a bunch of tax or got hammered, I wouldn't be able to uh, help the people now that we help to get out of, of, of all of the challenges that 1031 just doesn't provide. So yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I, I guess I'd have to think about it more, but that's the best answer I have for right now. Man, that is a great question. And that is huge that you point out the tough times. Um, it's always great to say, hey, guys, we're, we're succeeding right now. We're doing awesome. But, you know, what did it take to get here? You know, what kind of challenges did you go through? Did you have a job? Were you were you multitasking or, or trying to, you know, juggle between jobs? And, and like you say, as you're driving, you're, you're calling, you know, folks back. You're doing you're cold calling. So, man, that's what it takes to make it happen. Determination, like a, an attitude that nothing is going to stop you no matter what. You're going to make this happen. And that's exactly what you did. And also, you've mentioned uh, Taxifornia. I love it, man. <laughs> I've never heard that phrase before, but it, it makes total sense. So I love it. I love it. I'll be using that a lot more often. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so, no, no, it is. It's, it's, you know, we, we love the state of California for a lot of things, but man, some things are just broken over there and it's unfortunate to see where it's gone. But, um, but we'll definitely be back for the summers to be visiting and hanging out with family. And we'll still, we still do a lot of business there. Our headquarters is still there and uh, we'll still help a lot of people there. That's, that's our number one state that we help people. So it's, uh, it, but it's good to be on the East Coast and uh, a, new, a, new, a new vibe and a new, um, new time zone. Indeed, indeed. Nice, nice. Well, Brett, let me ask you, man. Um, is there anything that, like, what's your, like, what is your biggest why? Like, what are you doing this for? Yeah, so I think it's two things. Um, number one is my faith. So I believe we've all been given certain gifts, and I've been given certain gifts to be a blessing and help to others. And my responsibility is to maximize the potential of those gifts, and then try to make as big of an impact as many people's lives as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, I think it's part of the biggest wealth, one of the biggest crises in America. I feel called to try to help with, and that is with the the U.S. debt crisis and the U.S. housing crisis. And this is going to sound. Um, um, uh, maybe uh, like, wow, that's really big, Brett. You want to tackle that? And I really do. And, and it's through working with some of the best in the, in the country that are already doing this. But there's a stat here that is just so staggering to think about, Sean. And I want to give it to you and your listeners right now. And this is according to the American Bankers Association. It was first estimated to be $20, $25 trillion of, of assets that's going to pass from the baby boomers to the next generation in the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. And then it was $32 trillion, let's say, a couple of years ago. And now, as of last week, according to Marcus Amilichap, John Chang, who gave a, speak, a speech at, uh, at Best Ever Conference um, in, in, in Utah, mm-hmm. he said it's going to be about $84 trillion. Okay, $84 trillion is going to pass from basically the baby boomers to the millennials by about 2045. And wow. this is known as the largest wealth transfer in the history of the planet. Okay. Wow. And there's about 65 
Um, there's about 77 million baby boomers in the U.S. alone, and every day about 10,000 of them are turning 65. Mm-hmm. And the next part of this stat is that 50% of the total net worth or wealth in America is tied to high-end primary homes, private equity or businesses, and commercial real estate. And these are all highly appreciated assets that are going to be transferring in either two ways. Number one, in a not tax-efficient, not tax-deferred way, not eliminating the estate tax, mm-hmm. which is really, if you think about it, if $84 trillion were to go to the government tomorrow, guess how much freedoms we would have? Okay. And whether what's whatever side you vote for, I don't know if we could all agree, but I think I'll, I'll encourage you to agree that they're probably going to waste it away or not be as efficient as they could be with the money. Indeed. Right. Now, the freedom we're fighting for is this 84 trillion to stay in the hands of the entrepreneurs, stay in the hands of the job creators, stay in the, in the hands of the family. So what? So you can help more people and you can create more jobs. And that's ultimately going to lead to the growth of um, commerce, which ultimately is going to create more jobs, which is going to create more tax revenue which is going to help to pay off the debt, right? So we can't we can't tax our way out of paying off 32 trillion of debt. But if this 84 trillion can be in a very efficient way, in a way that's going to create more jobs, create more housing for people. One of my favorite things is for the money to go into the trust to turn around and to build multifamily housing, workforce housing that's going to provide safe um, housing for people. Growing up, uh, I lived in the Bay Area, but my parents were divorced when I was a young age. I went from being like a lot of wealth. I mean, Harleys, boats, Corvettes, awesome house to no wealth because guess what? My dad didn't pay child support. He just decided not to do it. Okay. So I would live 90% with my mom, barely with no car except for my grandma's car and a small house, which was fine. We, the Lord always provided for us. But on the other side, I would go back and hang out with my dad. And we would do all the cool, fun stuff, and we'd work really hard. And he taught me a lot of really great stuff, how to be an entrepreneur, how to work really hard. I love my dad. So, I mean, there's all kinds of challenges with that. So, there's no judgment there. It's just so that – it's just the reality. So, I grew up with both sides of saying, like, no wealth and, like, struggling for housing and for groceries. Mm-hmm. And then go to my dad's house and be like, wow, where's all the money? Like, why aren't you paying the money to the child support? So I saw both sides. So I said, you know, I never want to feel that tension with finances for my family. In fact, I want to be the opposite and always try to have a lot of margin – so that's helped to drive me. And this has led into multifamily housing, right? Mm-hmm. Tax of Fornia, one of the biggest challenges is housing. And so, in fact, there's about there's a stat that says there's a uh, the average renter um, is paying more than 50% of their income in rent, which creates this uh, not a lot of margin for error, Indeed. for healthcare, for, for food, food groceries, for education. Yeah. And so when you start to connect these dots and say, oh, man, how do we create affordable housing? Well, we got to get the capital out of, you know, it could be out of crypto, it could be out of business, it could be out of primary homes, it could be out of other commercial real estate, that we can defer this tax and get this wealth machine to be able to build these houses, right, in an efficient, affordable way. So this is this is our calling. This is where we're at. That, that's the, And so that's, that's number one right there. Number two would just be my family, my wife, my children. I want to try to leave a legacy that's going to impact uh, them for generations, and I want I want to instill in them the qualities that uh, that the Lord's given to them, and the Lord's given to me to impart to them, so that they can continue the legacy of making an impact in this world. Great, great answers, man. I, I love your story, brother. Thank you for sharing that. Well, Brett, we have reached the part of the show that I like to call the rapid fire session. This is where I ask you a question, and you just give me the first thing that comes to mind. So, first question okay. is. On a scale of one to ten, how strict were your parents? 
Hellstroke were my parents? Yes. Okay, my parents? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'll just get to, um, my mom, I would say, was about, about a seven. Okay. My dad, I would say, about a two. <laughs> okay. Get up early or stay up late? Um, me now, get up early. Okay. How many hours of sleep do you get? Uh, a good eight to nine. Okay. Favorite or last book read? Never split the difference, Chris Voss. But more than that, the master class that you can download and look at and watch. Now, don't just read or look at the book. Literally get his master class, which is incredible. Great, great, great tip. If you could be any superhero, who would it be? Oh, the superhero I would be it's like Batman, man. Batman's just he's just so cool, man. Batman's the man. Batman's super popular on our show. <laughs> Something that everyone should do less of. <laughs> um let the noise of the world uh uh you know fill your mind and your heart with things that are not going to suit what your superpower is or what you're called to do. Mm. Something that everyone should do more of. Uh, drink more water with electrolytes. Like I just pound water with electrolytes and I literally walk around, like especially at some of these real estate conferences or when I'm traveling and I just always have water and I'm just, mm -hmm. you know, taking it down. I'm like, how do these people not drink water? I go, there's gotta be 90% of these people are all dehydrated. There's no <laughs> way. Like, so just drink more water with electrolytes is key. Not like the, you know, the sweeteners and all that stuff, just regular electrolytes. Mm -hmm. That'll help you stay more hydrated. Nice, nice. Great point. Great tip. AI technology, scary or the way of the future? It's the way of the future. It's also scary. Um, you got to make sure that you're using it responsibly. Nice. If you had one wish, Brett, what would it be? I mean, end world hunger, end disease, end, end all divorce, you know? I mean, all the majors, right? Um, mm -hmm. Peace for the world. So, I mean, I don't know. One of those five. Got a great heart, Brett. You got a great heart. Well, Brett, we have reached the end of the show. What final thoughts would you like to share with our listeners out there before we wrap things up? Yeah, just take action right now. Take this inspiration, take this knowledge, and take some action. Go to capitalgainstaxlage.com, download mm -hmm. our free ebook, um, check out our expert tax secrets for coaching program if you want to level up as a business professional. Mm -hmm. um, but real, really uh, focus on what you are trying to achieve, whether that be for your own wealth or for your client's wealth. Right. And then build the team, build the strategy around that. And so hire the who, don't be the how. And then just go and unlock the freedom that you really desire. And I think that if you do those things, you're going to take some action here. You're going to um, be glad that you did. And we were here to help, uh, happy to help in any way we can. Check out our YouTube channel, download um, uh, or uh, download, check out the playlist. We got a ton of plays of 1031 Exchange versus the Deferred Sales Trust and mm -hmm. Delaware Statutory Choice versus the Deferred Sales Trust. Just, just take take it in. We're here to help you out. We'd love the opportunity to to work with you as a business a strategic alliance and or as a client to help you grow your wealth. Awesome, awesome. So, how can our audience reach you? Can you are you going to give us the the links in the description, or can you just shoot out the name of, of your YouTube channel as well, so that we can have that also? It's all Capital Gains Tax Solutions. So, all Capital Gains Tax Solutions for the YouTube channel. It's Capital Gains Tax Solutions. Dot com. That's what the logo looks like right there. Perfect. Um, so just search that and um, experttaxsecrets.com if you're interested in it as a business professional to be basically certified and to become a Capital Gains Tax Solutions uh, partner with us, strategic alliance. So. Folks, go out there, get a hold of Brett and his team. 
allow them to help you grow your wealth and and maintain more of it. So, um, Brett, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing so much valuable information with our audience. Thank you so much, brother. It's been a pleasure, Sean. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. And to our audience, you all have made it to the end of the show. So give yourselves a pat on the back because most people never finish what they start and you just did. Now, if you got any value out of today's show, please share it with a friend or on your Facebook page. Like the video, subscribe to our channel and send us topics that you want to learn more about. So until the next episode, you can catch me on any one of my social media platforms. I'll see you guys on the other side. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Sean. With this crown on my head, I'm seated on the throne. The top is so alone. Only thing that keeps me gone is...